Welcome to Clarity Connects, where we talk about the human essence in brands, from branding, marketing, and business. I am your host, Tusef Mirza. Fundamentally, brands are created by human beings and for human beings. So understanding human attributes and having clarity on what genuinely connects with people is crucial. On this podcast, we will cover topics ranging from personal branding, corporate branding, leadership, team building, and marketing, all from a human perspective. We will also give ourselves the space for contemplation and explore ways to gain profitability while doing good simultaneously. Thank you for joining me. And now let's explore how Clarity connects for creating true impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Clarity Connects podcast. I am your host and guest as well today, Tusef Mirza. Well, we made it. We went through 2020. What a trial it has been. And I know we're still not out of the woods yet. But hopefully, it feels like we're on the other side now. We're starting to see the light. I'm recording this episode at the end of January 2021, and I thought it would be good to talk about where we've been in the past year, how it has molded us, where we are now, and where we are potentially heading in terms of our mindsets, culture, brands, business, customers, and yes, even politics even if I'm not an expert in it. Because at the end of the day, all of these elements are interconnected. And I think we see that even more since the past year. Also, I feel that we are in such a unique, precious, and transformative space right now where radical positive change can happen. So it's important to take it all in and see how we can best move forward. I also believe that we can tap into a fuller notion of prosperity when we talk about business and brands. So this is beyond profit in terms of prosperity, but really looking at prosperity also from a humanity standpoint and doing good standpoint as well. All of this is possible simultaneously. So let's dig in. So first, I want to talk a little bit about the three main elements that has affected us in 2020, the pandemic, racial injustice, and political chaos. So I'm not going to be talking about these issues per se, but how they impacted people and culture. So let's start with the pandemic. It's obviously changed our lives and the way that we live it. And it's really still affecting us. We're still not over that almost a year later. For those of us who are lucky enough to have lived through it, it has affected us in very profound ways. Because of this experience of being in isolation, it's caused a lot of dismay. But at the same time, it's also given us really the time that we didn't have before to pause and think and feel And that has forced us to look at what is actually important to us, what matters to us, what is a life that we value. And I also think that one lesson, which is really a blessing in disguise, 
is that a lot of people are recognizing in a very real way what our fundamental nature is, which is that we are social beings and that we need to be physically close to our family, friends, and fellow human beings. Just being on Zoom calls and FaceTime doesn't cut it. We need to be next to them. And I hope that this realization is something that we will continue to appreciate and cherish as we move forward. Once we are all between 75 and 80% vaccinated and we enter a new normal of social life and interactions, um, we're going to want to live a more meaningful life, a more full life, and not take things for granted anymore. We're going to make more conscious choices. And these changes are not just going to affect ourselves and the people around us, but also in terms of the products and services and the businesses that we associate with. Second is racial injustice. So the sheer number of protests that came through after the horrific murder of George Floyd, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement, has deeply touched a nerve in the United States and really across the world. There were so many people that protested with such huge crowds. And also it wasn't just a weekend thing, but it lasted for months and months on end. The research has shown that there has actually been 26 million people who protested last year, which is unheard of. And that half of them Half of the people who protested, it was actually their first time ever protesting. And so that's what I mean, that it really touched a nerve in people who usually don't protest to just show up and stand up for this cause. And thankfully, I think that there is now a palpable state of awareness that was not there before in terms of understanding more concretely what Black and Brown people actually go through. And also looking at systemic racism and what does it actually mean? What does white privilege mean? And also white supremacy. Even Biden, at his inaugural speech on January 20th, called out white supremacy. So it's finally okay to talk about this. It's finally not taboo anymore. It's about time. So as a people... We are standing up more for what is right. We are less afraid to voice our points of view. And this aspect does not only apply for racial injustice, but can actually bubble over to other causes and belief systems. Third is political chaos. So for the past four years, we've been going through this craziness in the United States. And it sort of hit a crescendo last year of being in such a dark time, just full of injustices, right in plain sight in front of us. Compounded by that was the level of lies and misinformation that was proliferated by social media. And all of this just felt so daunting and devastating to go through. Thankfully, a lot of people in this situation also came together and we fought for what is right. I also got involved more in politics and I had never done uh, bank texting, for example, and I got involved. So 
we can see how people wanted to come together by seeing all these atrocities and voting the former White House occupant out. And I'm not going to state his name on my podcast. I'm just going to refer to him as that. So here again, as people, because of the political landscape, it has forced us to look at ourselves and look at what we believe in, what's right, and actually be willing to stand by those values. With all of these three areas of the pandemic, racial injustice, and political chaos, we as a people have become a more awakened, human-centered, and determined group. We are less complacent, and we are much more willing to voice and act on what we believe in. This phenomenon is not just siloed in civics, but also greatly affects how people view and engage with other people and with brands and with businesses. You can talk about in terms of purchase or even from a social media advocacy standpoint or boycotting certain brands because everything is really interconnected. So now let's talk about the shift that we are going through in 2021. New Year's Day seemed to be 20 days later this year. It didn't seem like it was January 1st, but instead felt like it was on January 20th with the inauguration of Biden as the president and the amazing vice president, Kamala Harris. We now have actual democratic principles that are being applied. We have a woman of color as vice president and over 85% of political leadership appointees are either people of color, women, or LGBTQ. Hands down, this is the most diverse leadership that we have ever seen in US history. This momentous shift in power is having and will have a tidal wave ripple effect on policy, people, and society as a whole. And this is because we're finally going to see different ideas because we have different people. And because we have different people, different policies will also come through. It is a brand new day where our mindset of what is possible has been reignited with hope and a better representation of people's realities and not just old rich white guys. To show even further that the tide is turning, the renowned political and cultural analyst who wrote the book Winners Take All, Anand Giridardas, says that the violent January 6th insurrection on the Capitol was not the start of something, but instead was a last desperate attempt of some scared people who are stuck in the past trying to hold on to the old world. January 6th was actually a funeral of the old world. In other words, we have firmly embarked into the new world order. The new world order extends beyond politics into culture and society, which in turn will also affect businesses and brands to show up in a certain way in this new era. I'm so happy to see that at the end of the day, good still prevails. Sometimes it takes longer than expected, but thank God that we are on our way. So now let's look at what brands have done and what they can do for the year ahead. So we've already started to see a huge shift in 2020 in how customers 
viewed brands during the crisis, whether it was COVID or the Black Lives Matter movement. So for example, many brands voiced their solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID, but we quickly realized that customers did not care when brands were just talking about these two issues. We needed brands to walk the walk. Performative actions, basically actions that show that you seemingly care, like for example, putting a black box in your social media, did not resonate with customers at all. But when a company showed up and put skin in the game by either giving funds or taking an actual action to help the cause, that's when customers celebrated those brands and had a positive perception with those brands. For example, with the NFL, while about 70% of players are Black, we finally saw the first ever Black team president in NFL history with Jason Wright. So for brands, it's not enough to just stand in solidarity with the cause of diversity, for example, but promoting people of color into leadership. And when we look at 2021, even just in the last three weeks in January, we can see that brands are being even more aggressive in upholding what's right following the terrorist attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Usually corporations, they don't like to get involved with politics. But this time, corporate America spoke up and engaged firmly in corporate activism. Just to name a few examples, some brands suspended donations to politicians who voted against certifying Biden. These are, for example, Dow, Marriott, American Express, Best Buy, Comcast. Others, such as Stripe, stopped processing the former White House occupant's campaign donations. He was also banned from Twitter and Facebook. Deutsch actually halted business with him, and my beloved city of New York axed all business contracts with him. So what corporate America is really saying is what happened on January 6th is not okay. It's not okay with their customers. It's not okay with their employees. So they took the actions that were necessary. This, I believe, is going to cause a precedent that we now know that businesses have and can stand up for a cause and they can use this in the future if need be in a much more aggressive way. It's possible for brands to do this, and they will get praised for it at the same time. We will have a positive perception towards these brands. Stephanie Rule, who is a business correspondent from MSNBC, she says that more than anyone, corporations track public sentiment. So businesses knew exactly what they were doing because they understood the pulse of the people. It's important to note that although almost 47% of people voted for the former occupant of the White House in 2020, which is still mind-boggling to me, only 8% actually support the action of the U.S. Capitol terrorists. So yes, 8% is still pretty high, but at least it's not 47%. It means that most people, 89% of Americans, actually condemn what has happened on January 6th. And the corporations recognized that and acted in accordance. I wanted to go back for a second on the term of public sentiment. 
So even Abraham Lincoln said that, and I quote, public sentiment is everything. With it, nothing can fail. Against it, nothing can succeed. This is really what branding is all about in terms of understanding your customer and making sure that you are perceived the way that you want to be perceived and align yourself in that vein in accordance. Another interesting parallel from politics to branding was when Biden talked about St. Augustine during his inaugural speech. So St. Augustine said, and I quote, a people is a multitude defined by the common objects of their love. And then Biden asked the pertinent question, so what are the common objects that Americans love? This can again be transposed to branding by asking the question, so what are the common objects that your customers love? And if your customers love to stand up for what's right, then that is the stance that will be the most beneficial for your brand. So how can brands do this effectively? I'll give you three points. Start first by identifying what is genuinely important to you and your brand. Genuinely is the key word here in terms of what is your purpose in bringing a positive impact to the world. And when I say world, that can be the world of your employees, that can be the world of your customers or other shareholders, the environment, your community. You can define that. But again, the key word here is genuine. It's important that the purpose is coming from a grounded and caring place. Second thing is to put that purpose into action. Do something concrete that puts that purpose to work. And third point, once you have done these steps and have something real to show for, then talk about what you've done, what you've accomplished, what you're trying to do through social media, by telling your customers, because your customers will not only become more loyal to you, but will advocate and eventually become your marketers by spreading your wonderful acts of good with their network. And that's how you increase positive perception of your brand. If you're saying to yourself, I'm worried that I'm going to make a mistake along the way because I haven't done this before. This is not usually how we talk about our product or our service. Research has actually shown that as long as a company is trying to do good and that they are transparent about their endeavors, customers will be forgiving if companies make a mistake. So basically, trying is better than no action. And one more thing, brands need to read the room even more than before. What I mean by that is just because you have a beautiful, precise social media editorial calendar ready to go, it doesn't mean that it needs to be published at any cost. Recognize what is happening in the world and assess whether it makes sense to send certain content out. In other words, become a brand with a conscience a sense of responsibility and integrity in the world. In conclusion, as the amazing advertising guru extraordinaire, Cindy Gallup says, out of adversity comes opportunity. It is only when everything breaks down completely that new, better things are enabled to emerge that never could before. 
And we went through a lot this past year. We are living through one of those 100-year plague situations. And with it also comes a finite window of opportunity where so many of us are beaming full of hope and possibilities. And if we can use this collective energy as citizens, as brands, to be on the right path, then radical positive transformation can happen with great speed and effectiveness. This opportunity will probably not come again in our lifetimes, and we need to be prepared to maximize it. This wave has been given to us. Let's take it. Let's ride it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon. A bientôt.